This is episode number 63 with Hans Appel, and you spell that A-P-P-E-L. He's been a school counselor from Richmond School District in Washington for the past 19 years, and he's the author of the new book, Award-Winning Culture, Building School-Wide Intentionality Through Character, Excellence, and Community, that you can find right now on Amazon. My husband has worked closely with your school district over there, Hans, when he was a regional vice president with Scholastic, and he agrees that they do go above and beyond with everything they do. And it's not surprising to hear that they've emerged as thought leaders over there, but there's much more to this story than meets the eye. So I look forward to sharing Hans's background and story for those who want to replicate award-winning culture in their school, workplace, and organization. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast. My name is Andrea Samadhi. I'm a former educator who created this podcast to bring the most current neuroscience research along with high-performing experts who've risen to the top of their field with specific strategies or ideas that you can implement immediately, whether you're a teacher in the classroom or a parent trying to figure out homeschooling or someone working in the corporate world to take your results to the next level. Today we're speaking with Hans Apple, and I mentioned he worked as a school counselor in Richland School District for the past 19 years, specifically at Enterprise Middle School since it opened. He's passionate about school culture, servant leadership, and kindness. In 2018, the school started winning all sorts of incredible awards. In 2018, the EMS was awarded with the ASCD Whole Child Award for the state of Washington and the Global ACT Award for creating a culture of excellence through kindness, service, and empathy. Additionally, they were selected as finalists for the 2019 PBIS Film Festival and took top prize in the community, parents, and staff category. When I first spoke with Hans just last week to learn more about his background and his new book, his humble nature really shone through. And it wasn't until last night when I started to read his book that just came out on Friday, Award-Winning Culture, that I truly got to know and understand his passion for building school-wide culture, where it emerged from. I could go on with his bio, but I'm going to post it in the show notes so you can go and look at the podcast he has, his blog, everything that he and his wife are doing. I'll put links to everything where you can find him and reach him um, and learn more. But Hans, just to open this up, when we were speaking last week, you were telling me how all this started, but we didn't speak at all about your personal story of where this all began. And for anyone looking to understand how change takes place, I do highly suggest reading the book because we all know firsthand about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. Uh, can you share how you used your difficult upbringing to fuel your passion for change within your school district? Well, yeah, well, thanks. I mean, that was an amazing intro, first of all. So I hope you can like follow me around everywhere <laughs> and say that. That was awesome. Um, it's awesome to be here. It's awesome to get a chance to talk. Um, yeah, I mean, I believe that education at its highest level is about inspiring others to discover and develop their joy. And I think that really did start when I was a little kid. I, I grew up in kind of a traumatic situation. Um, abusive home, uh, divorce, separated parents, all that kind of stuff. And so school really became my safe haven, my place I could kind of go and be uh, age appropriate and not have to worry about, you know, uh, adult emotional issues. So I could just be a kid. And, and, and so I think at a very early age, 
school became this place that, you know, I wanted to be a part of, um, you know, to kind of escape uh, what was happening at home. And, and as I sort of grew up and eventually, you know, found my path towards education, I really wanted to kind of create these exceptional environments that are kind of rooted in kindness and empathy and, and servant leadership. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's really kind of where that passion, I guess, originally began. Absolutely. And then can you explain what happened? Because I, I, when I, we were talking, I know you've won a lot of awards, but I always know there's something more behind it because it takes a lot of work to get to where you are. And I know that you've done that work. So first of all, congratulations on doing the work to get to where you can serve. Uh, and then what happened at your, your school that you started winning all these awards? What was going on? Yeah, so even before we started winning awards, we had a really scary incident that, um, that I write about in the book, and I won't go into a ton of detail, but uh, essentially one student assaulted another student in class, and it was a really traumatic situation. It left the class and the teacher and both students really just... Um, you know, completely traumatized by the, the experience. And I think that kind of shook me and kind of helped me revisit my why um, that we just, you know, spoke about a minute ago as far as, um, you know, building these exceptional cultures. And I realized that we really needed to get more proactive and more intentional with what we were doing at our school to really serve the whole child. And that really prompted us to start exploring social emotional learning and character ed and you know how we could bring that into our school and so as soon as we did that we brought in some different programs and it wasn't too long before we started having different results than other schools were having and so some of the program directors reached out to us to kind of find out what was so special and what was going on at our school and I think you know that kind of started that initial conversation of like yeah what is what is the secret sauce here at Enterprise what are we doing that's so special Along that line, we started having different district leaders from other, you know, schools and, and places around kind of, I would say the Northwest. And they started reaching out to us and going, hey, can we come visit? Can we do a site visit? Can we find out, you know, what it's like at your school? What's working? What's not working? You know, how you're achieving the success that you are when it comes to school culture. And so along all this, you know, the awards started coming in and we started winning these awards. And... I was the counselor, my wife, uh, Jennifer, was the leadership teacher, so she had a big part in this as well. It really forced the two of us to kind of do a deep dive and try to understand, like, yeah, what is so different? Like, we're just kind of doing what we do, but I, was, I don't think it was maybe until about a year or so into that where we realized that something different is happening here. And we kind of kept coming back to these three pillars, character, excellence, and community. Character being, like, will you do the right thing? Excellence being, will you do your very best? And community being like, what will you do for others today? And so we started to blog about it a little bit and, and started to do some early speaking engagements. And that really helped us crystallize, you know, this framework um, that, that is what I write about in, in this book, Award-Winning Culture. And so essentially, like the book is... I guess a guide for educators to be able to create these joy-filled learning environments in their own schools and classrooms. So 
character is like basically an acronym and it stands for curriculum highlights, activity, rewards and reinforcers, accountability, common language, training, experiential and reminders. Um, when we think about excellence, there's kind of the four E's of excellence, which is uh, engagement, empowerment, uh, experiential and epic. And then when we talk about community, we're really talking about how do we shape our community? So shape is an acronym that we use and it's social media, house rules, authentic branding, personal outreach and experience. And so within each of those, those are all chapters in the book. And I basically break those down and kind of walk educators through, you know, how we did it, how we, how we had started to achieve the success that we did when it came to serving the whole child. So when you're infusing character and excellence into your schools, how exactly are you doing that? Can you walk me through what it looks like? Yeah. And, and I think the right words are walk you through because it, it's something that takes time. You know, I, I think one of the questions that we probably get the most from district leaders is how do you get buy-in? How do you get buy-in to, um, you know, really develop social emotional learning uh, in your building. And I think the number one thing I, I tell people is it's going to take time. So my recommendation, if you're going to like implement a new SEL curriculum or character ed curriculum is to take one full year to implement that curriculum. And, you know, during that process, it really is about looking at sample lessons. It's, you know, giving people the time to ask really difficult questions and be open to those difficult questions. Um, it's, you know, kind of, I would say even like talking to different stakeholders, you know, we spent time showing students, you know, what the program could look like. We spent time with the parents and kind of walking them through so they could kind of experience it and, and get excited about it. Um, and then a ton of time with staff. And so once you're kind of at a place where you're, you're ready to um, sort of move forward a little bit more, then it really is like articulating that vision and, and being able to kind of walk people through what is the big picture hope, you know, for your school and, you know, not only the hope, but like, how do you know that this program is the right program? And so, you know, I had a chance to do that with our staff and that was really impactful because I was able to sort of take, um, you know, I guess share some vulnerability about, things that hadn't worked in the past and, and, you know, why I was so confident that this new program was going to be different and, and, and our approach was going to be different. Um, we really believe in creating like a whole child team. Um, and so, you know, whether it's, you know, SEL specific or character or, or, in, you know, kind of a combination of the two, bringing people together that are going to sort of champion this work in your building. It can't just be one. It can't just be a counselor or a psych or a building principal or, you know, a rock star teacher. It's really got to be a team of people. Um, and so there's a lot of thought that goes into that. Um, and then obviously, you know, how are we going to specifically roll this out, right? Like what lessons are we going to teach when, um, how are we going to use morning announcements to tie back into our work? You know, there's going to be obviously assemblies and, you know, t-shirt designs and all kinds of social media push and, and all these different things that sort of fit back into really creating, you know, a launch of, of what we're doing with social emotional learning. 
And then on top of that, you know, looking at kind of the whole school wide approach, uh, because it can't just be an isolated teacher in a classroom doing this work. It's got to spill over into home. It's got to spill over into the principal's office, into the counselor's office everywhere. Um, so I actually write in chapter two, I write uh, really detailed about this implementation because we've had so many questions about it. Well, I love it for someone that's rolled out training programs in the schools, you're doing everything the right way. And uh, that's why you'll have success. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. But let's imagine that a school or an organization that has not yet implemented a program, so they know they have a need. And I'm thinking to the part of your book where in the beginning where the reporter was crying when she actually felt the energy of your school. And that's pretty powerful because I've been in, and I'm not kidding, probably at least like thousands and more than hundreds of schools in my career working with Pearson education and going in schools all across. I covered Washington, but by phone, but you can feel a school's energy from the parking lot in the front doors to the uh, office. And then you go into the classrooms and it spills there. That reporter was right on. She felt it in your school and she said, why aren't all, all schools doing this? And so when you get that feeling that, is in your school and it's not in many in all the schools I've been to you don't feel it often but it, it's it's something that you'll never forget so what is actually involved in taking a school that says we need help to contacting you and rolling this out what what would be the steps yeah and and I can tell you like that was a hundred percent us like there was when we started this work people didn't want to do this work. <laughs> like we were just like every other school that was struggling. You had, you had a pocket of people that were like, yeah, I think, you know, we should be focusing on more than just academics. But the vast majority of our school was like, no, we can't fit this in. You know, there's too many, there's too many other things. Um, we started kind of, I think my wife wrote a blog about it, but we started kind of thinking about this in terms of, um, a lot of teachers felt like it was like another thing on their plate. Like how do I fit social emotional or character ed into the rest of my day? Cause it's just another thing. And we started kind of telling people, well, this is the plate. This, this is the thing that everything else kind of sits on top of. So we have to get this right before we can worry about math and science and history and everything else that is crucial. Um, you know, the research out there tells us that if we only focus on academics, we're only giving students 30 to 50% of what they need to be successful after high school. And if that number doesn't scare some people into like looking at this work a little bit closer, I, I don't know what will. So it, as far as how to do it, it, I really go back to time. You know, it really is allowing people to process and, and, you know, start to, um, kind of uncover some of those questions. I think one of the worst thing that, that especially building leaders can do is have the attitude of this is what we're doing and you know, there's no arguing about it. I think you really have to be open to having these, these difficult back and forth dialogues, which is why the time is so critical because people have to kind of you know, come to terms with you know, why is this so critical? So I think you know, back to your original question, I, I think people have to be reminded of their own why. And I think that's kind of what happened to me that day, right after that assault, 
that I mentioned where the two students got into an altercation, it just kind of like shook me back to why is this work so critical to me? And I think the reality is it's like nobody goes into education just because they love math or they love their subject area, right? They go in because they want to work with kids. And I think when we can, you know, remind people of that, then we can have so much more uh, impactful conversations when it comes to social emotional learning. Absolutely. And we just interviewed the president and CEO of CASEL, Karen Mimi, just last episode. And social, emotional, and academics, in her words, are the same and where the magic happens. So <laughs> we know that the results are there with, when we implement it. So now it's just a matter of, of uh, letting people know about your program, that you're another one out there. And, and so you're, when you're working with schools, uh, you do a pre and a post test so that you're looking at the results before and after and you're measuring everything. Tell me a little bit about what work you would be doing within a school to um, just to log the results. Yeah, I mean, because you really have to meet people where they are, right? Because you're absolutely right that not every school is, is at the same place um, and, and maybe ready to jump off into whole child work. Um, some are, some are like, you know, ready to dive in, but there's, you, you definitely have to get in there and get a sense of that culture. And, um, I, I, so I guess for me, like, you know, I'm passionate about school culture. I think school culture and, and what we're talking about right now, SEL really go hand in hand, right? They, they really support one another. Um, so, you know, getting in there and, and, you know, allowing students to give feedback about the school, allowing, you know, parents to give feedback, you know, same with obviously with staff, that kind of gives us a clear picture as to where the needs are. And then for us, it's really being able to help, you know, the staff members infuse that intentionality into kind of the daily fabric of their day. Um, so that could look different for everybody. You know, I think some people that, that might read my book, would be like, wow, you know, this is a lot to, to think about. I mean, some of the things that we're, I guess, accomplishing right now at our school are pretty like amazing, but they also wouldn't have been on my radar 10 years ago either. So I think it really is about just kind of these layering um, of, you know, best practices. So, um, you know, it can start really small, it can start by just working yourself towards a curriculum. And then once you have a curriculum, how do you infuse that beyond just the daily lessons? You know, that, you know, it can start to seep out into other parts of the school. And then, you know, just layering intentionality into events and activities and programs and processes and, and all the different things that make up a school, I think really takes those lessons and breathes them into life. Absolutely. So you first of all want to identify your gaps, what mm -hmm. your needs are, and then create some common goals for your school, and then use the curriculum or whatever curriculum you decide to use to start to fill those gaps and accomplish your goals. That's how Absolutely. you would envision it. Well, I know we've talked a little bit about Simon Sinek's start with why and how important it is for, for you for identifying this for your school. Um, and I know it's the foundation of any school. When I've walked into some schools and they've got their mission up on the wall, some of those schools are probably the ones that I've felt were doing something. 
but then they have to live it and I won't know unless I you know walk through the school and see what's going on so how do you ensure that a school would begin to live this like once you've gone in what about those that say this is great and then you're gone does, does it how do you continue it is, I guess what I'm trying to say. I think that's a great question and I I would argue that you can probably tell I mean in a relatively short amount of time if they really believe what's on the wall. You know, my, you've done a lot of work in schools and my guess is you, you've seen those things up there and it wasn't very long before you really knew, okay, yeah, this is, this is how you really are. This is how you really live. Or maybe it's not, maybe this is just a poster on the wall. So I guess I think, you know, your brand is what people say about you when you're not there. And, you know, when we think about that, that's, that could be parents, that could be community, that could be other students. Right. Um, and I think, the big idea of school brands, they really have to go beyond logos and mascots and be rooted in authenticity. And so for us, when we were kind of crafting our brand, Wildcat Nation, it really was these three big words, character, excellence, and community. They were ideas that everybody could kind of like get excited about. I think a lot of times when we think about rules, we think in terms of um, really specific things like uh, keep your hands and feet to yourself. But that's not something that necessarily uh, has a broad scope to staff members, to parents, to community. These big ideas that we kind of like put in place, you know, will I do my very best? You know, will you do, uh, what will you do for others today? And, uh, you know, the, the character, it's just all three of those are so essential but they also apply to everyone. They're not, they're not so specific that it's just for a student. And so it's easy for adults to buy into something that's an overarching idea like that. So we call those our house rules. And I think all of that led to our brand and that really came through our why. So kind of back to your question about the why, you know, that, that can't be just one person in an office come generating that. That has to be, you know, a collective process and it has to be shared. It has to be something that, that is lived all the time. So for instance, we have, um, we have teachers that use character excellence community, use those three things as parent teacher conference discussion points. So when, when a parent and a teacher come in and have a conversation, it's not just about the grades. It's not just about what's happening specifically academically. It's, is my kid doing their very best? Are they doing the right thing? And how are they helping other people? So, you know, when we, when we have, you know, people come in that are interviewing, um, you know, that are trying to get a job at our school, part of our interview questions come right back to those three pillars. You know, um, when we post stuff on social media, we're posting that out constantly. You know, we, we, we want to make sure that that is front and center as far as like, this is what we believe. You know, when a sub uh, teacher walks into our building to, to take over for a sick teacher that day, they get a sub packet. And on that sub packet is all of our information about our SEL program, you know, what our school motto is, right? Our, our brand, everything that they would need to know to be able to become part of Wildcat Nation for that day. That's pretty powerful. Your um, slogan that goes with the character one, do the right thing every day. That was actually our slogan when I worked at Pearson Digital. <laughs> and I posted something on Facebook um, just a couple weeks ago. 
And one of my Pearson digital friends said, remember our slogan? And I wish we had that slogan around. So when I saw it, I thought, oh, you're keeping that slogan alive because I think it was pretty powerful because a lot of the character lessons that I've written go back to trustworthiness, um, integrity, and that slogan encompasses that. So I love that. And I love that that's a part of the work that you're doing. Well, I think that that I, you're hundred percent right on. And I think those words, like you just mentioned, those character traits, character really gives social emotional it's why, you know? And, and so coming full circle back to the, the Simon Sinek question, it's like, that's those character traits. That's what kind of gets beneath the social emotional learning to really, you know, make it a relevant, um, thing for students and everybody else to support and learn about. So I think that's, that's awesome that you had that as a, a motto. Yeah, I wish the organization kept going. It um, Pearson Digital died, and so did the slogan. And we're all sitting there. Well, we still believe in the slogan. So <laughs> who are we going to follow now? Now I'll tell all my friends to follow you. <laughs> so, is there anything that we might have missed that you think is really important for our listeners to hear about? Well, I would say one of our one of the thing. Uh, there's probably a couple things, but one one thing that comes to mind as far as secondary folks. And I would say this even applies to elementary as well. But one of the ways that we really were able to mobilize students into this work and really, you know, get them excited about learning about social emotional learning and character ed was using experiential learning moments. So I know you and I briefly talked uh, earlier about uh, we created something called a student led podcast. um, And we call it the award winning culture podcast. But it's essentially an opportunity for students to interview experts in things like mental health and, um, you know, leadership development, school culture and innovation and all of these things that relate right back to what we're doing at our school. They can interview these experts, right? So authors and speakers and even sometimes professional athletes. And then they have a chance to reflect on what they've learned. And then we share that out. So there's this authentic audience where other students and parents and community members and other people can, you know, learn from some of their wisdom. And some of those conversations, I guess I would definitely encourage listeners to go listen. I, it's, it's incredible to listen to 12, 13, 14 year olds talk about anxiety or talk about bullying or, you know, parenting strategies or whatever you can think of that, that may come up in, a, in, in an interview and give their real, like honest, authentic, you know, feedback and and insights about what they learn and what they think about it. And so I think moments like that, we've created a number of those in our school and that's just one. I think that's something that needs to happen more in schools. Social emotional can't just be something that we talk about. It has to be something that we put into practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for instance, like mindfulness is a big buzzword right now. I, I feel like that's out there a lot in schools. So they teach about it a lot, but then is there a place that they're actually practicing mindfulness? Like, is there a class? Is there a time of day? You know, how are we building that in? And so I, I, you know, I could go off on a whole tangent here, but (laughs) I think, I think experiential learning is just, it's gotta be like that next step. Like, okay, we can learn about it, but now let's go put it into practice. Well, I love it because it ties into 
I, I love making connections between the speakers we have because it, it is pretty powerful when you get to interview people. So I'm seeing it from my point of view. I can't imagine what it would be like for 13, 14 year olds getting this type of learning. Um, we interviewed uh, someone that was doing virtual reality with social emotional learning and they were doing box breathing. And the students had a chance to teach the box breathing and they were teaching it. And one student went up and taught the breathing the, the wrong number. And the kids were nice about it. They were all saying, you know, it needs to be four breaths uh, out and, and explaining how the student needed to fix the box breathing. So that's exactly what you're doing with your experiential learning with the podcast. You're giving them this opportunity to learn where they're not going to get that in the classroom. They're not going to get this public speaking experience. I remember mm -hmm. my first video, I couldn't even tell you my name or what book I wrote. As soon as the, the film went on, I forgot who I was. And, you know, I, and I came from the public speaking industry yeah. before I was an educator. And so being on video is a whole other aspect of it. So I love that you're doing this work, Hans. I think it's amazing what you're doing. I think you're right too about kids actually doing the teaching. You know, that's, that is such a powerful thing when we actually can get them empowered enough to be able to now, okay, how are you going to help other people be able to do it? I, I love that. That's, that's just huge. Well, I think what you've got here is powerful. I want to thank you so much for sharing your powerful story about award-winning culture in the school. And I can even see how these concepts can be applied in the workplace because I worked in an organization that uh, the culture, when all the divisions started merging, the culture wasn't fun anymore. And they could have incorporated some of these little uh, tidbits that you're explaining to have improved the culture and uh, life experience for the workplace and your story could actually have gone two ways as well back in the day you could have had your experiences and we all know what happens to students who have aces so uh, again congratulations for doing the work to have used your experiences as fuel to help the world i think what you're doing is incredible i want to uh, thank you for your time today for everything you're doing i'll put all the links to your podcast, your website, your book on Amazon, everything in the show notes so people can quickly access them. For people who want to contact you right away, is your best email hansapple094 at gmail.com. That's the best email. And then sure. your Twitter, hansnapple, and then also aw for award-winning culture. I'll put all this in so everyone can, can contact you. Um, to learn more and Instagram EMS counseling as well and hashtag Wildcat Nation, hashtag <laughs> award-winning culture. We'll make sure people can find you. It's pretty simple. It was easy for me to, to find you when I was looking for you at, on all social media. So I, I hope that people get a chance to get your book, uh, access your podcast, um, look at your programs and services and if they want to learn more, what would be the next step for a school that would want to say, hey, can we have a conversation? Yeah, for sure. And we we love to talk to people um, about kind of where they're at and what they need. Um, so go to awardwinningculture.com. That's our website. It's really easy to find. And um, you, you can contact us directly through there and, and we'll see how we can support you. We'd love to. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Hans. You have a wonderful <laughs> rest of your week. You too. Ha, ha, ha.
If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 